Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, my friends. This is the Do Big Things Podcast, episode number 98. How are you guys? I'm not going to lie. I have been struggling. I've got a foot injury that is preventing me from running the race I've been training for all year, the Sangre 200. I try and keep this show as positive as possible, so I guess I'm sort of hesitating even bringing this up, but I'm curious. What do you guys do when you're injured? I guess there's positives as well as negatives. Uh, I'm doing more biking, yoga, and strength training than ever, but I haven't run for about a month now. What do you guys do when you can't run? Does it affect your attitude? I tell you what, it makes me feel like a poser putting out this podcast trying to inspire others to do big things while the only big things I've been doing is binge watching episodes of Peaky Blinders. It's depressing. I'm depressed. Uh, I can't do what I love and I start to question everything. Who am I? What am I meant to be doing? Should I continue with the podcast or should I just stop at episode 100? I don't know. I'm filled with uncertainty and... A little bit of depression, not going to lie. I'm not one of those guys that puts all of my self-worth into running, thankfully. I have lots of other hobbies that help me to get the steam out of the teapot, so to speak. But I've been telling people for months now, I'm running the Sangre 200. The entire year of running and pacing has been leading up to this. And now I can't even go for a hike in the mountains to quell my overactive brain. So, yeah, I'm struggling. I'd love it if you guys hit me up and tell me how you got over your plantar fasciitis. Or just let me know what you did when an injury crept up on you right before your big event. Any info would be helpful. Uh, or just uh, just hit me up. I love hearing from you guys. Especially when I'm in a low spot like this. On a more positive note, I've got a stellar guest for you guys today. She's the youngest woman ever to win the Leadville 100. Annie Hughes is 23 years old and coming up in the sport faster than Grease Lightning. She's fun, she's bubbly, and she was a blast to talk to. She's been on the show before. You can check her out if you want to hear more of her history on episode number 38. She's been tearing up the scene this year and the year isn't over. As you'll hear in the conversation, she's getting ready for the Moab 240 and she's got even bigger plans for the upcoming years. You can find her on Instagram as at Outdoorable underscore Annie, which is the most fitting IG handle of anyone ever. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. So that's it. We're just going to jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, the female winner of the Leadville 100 this year, Annie Hughes. 
This is the Do Big Things Podcast, where we want to inspire you to do big things. This podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing, a service for ultra runners from beginner to elite. Not only can we get you trained up, but we can also crew you into the finish line. Find us at big-things-crewing.com. Now, here is your host, Adam McRoberts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've got another fantastic guest for you guys this week. Um, second time on the Do Big Things podcast, Annie Hughes, winner of the Leadville 100 this year. Uh, Annie, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I can't wait to hear all about this, but it looks like you've had a pretty amazing summer just uh, just by watching your Instagram. Thank you. Yeah, I've been racing a lot. Um, so it's, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've had yeah. some success. You're, you're doing fantastic. You're only 23 years old, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, and we're, I'm not sure about the facts here. Were you the youngest woman to ever win Leadville? I was. Holy yeah. crap, Annie. <laughs> okay. So you live in Leadville originally from Wisconsin, just like myself. Mm-hmm. And now you're living in Leadville. So um, were you looking at the Leadville 100 for a long time? Were you planning on doing this race for quite a while now? Yeah, I started looking at it when I moved to Buena Vista for my senior year of high school. Um, my parents retired out there and, um, yeah, I just remember hearing about the race and that was kind of the first time I heard about running a hundred miles. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just thought it was really cool. And then one of my friends in high school ran the 50 mile and paced at the hundred. And so, um, yeah, I was just pretty inspired after hearing about that. And I always thought it was something I would do much later because I had plans to run in college. And then I did run in college for a couple of years and then quit the team to run ultras and Leadville seemed like a good place to get into ultra running. hundred <laughs> um, percent. Yeah. So, and then just worked out to run the race. Good. Well, good for you. And, um, it was your debut at Leadville, right? First, first crack at it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I had done the silver rush 50 and earned a gold coin to get into the hundred. Okay. Um, so I was supposed to do it in 2020. Uh, okay. And then moved to 2021, but I think having that year, um, to get a couple other hundreds under my belt, um, uh. made this made we have a better performance this year. I don't think I would have done as well as I did if I had just run Leadville's my first 100 ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a, a couple hundreds last year, is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. I did um, a couple hundreds last year and I did one earlier this summer. Okay. Uh, so that was good prep for Leadville. So the last time I talked to you was after you had set an FKT at the collegiate loop, right? Yes. Yeah. Which okay. was actually exactly a year ago. Tomorrow. Oh, was it? Oh, wow. I, yeah. I started it exactly. A year ago tomorrow. Ah, perfect. This was meant to be excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, since I've talked to you then catch me up, like I know you've done a handful of races and uh, I saw that you paced my uh, crazy buddy, John Sharp at hard rock. So, <laughs> yeah. so I got to hear about that too, but uh, catch, <laughs> catch me up. Tell me about the races and what you've been up to. Yeah, so this winter, after the collegiate loop, I just felt like um, 
I wanted to get into the longer distances, um, like 100 plus miles. Uh, so I signed up for Moab 240 in January. Ooh. And yeah, <laughs> so I kind of upped my mileage a bit this winter and had a really solid, I just built a really strong base this winter and was really consistent. And um, I was, I was running like 90 to 100 plus miles a week. Wow. Um, During the winter? All winter in Leadville. Whoa. Um, That's yeah. not easy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I think that really helped me go into the racing season and like feeling strong. Um, and I was actually working a lot this summer and, um, racing a lot. So it was kind of race recover, race recover. I didn't really like train that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think having that, um, like solid block of training over the winter really helped me this summer. Um, and yeah, I started out uh, my first race of the season was behind the rocks 50 mm. and in Moab. Um, and that was awesome. I actually like wasn't feeling great for that race. I, um, had some kind of like infection. Um, and I think it was from my wisdom teeth. And so I was taking these antibiotics and I reacted to them and, um, was actually went to the race covered in hives. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. So you had your, you just had had your wisdom teeth pulled. Yeah. I had them pulled like a month or two before that. And yeah, something like the holes like didn't heal or something. And yeah, I just, my jaw, I got infected and it affected my whole body. And so I was taking antibiotics and, um, yeah, I felt really terrible. Like the whole couple of weeks before that race. And (laughs) I felt like just felt good enough to go. And then I reacted to the antibiotic, (laughs) um, and I was like, well, I'm still, I'm just going to race this. Maybe sweating it out. We'll just go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. The sweat it yeah. out's the key. Yeah. So you were covered in hives yeah. for that race? Yeah. Like head to toe, like your face and to everything? Really? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, like, it, it got better, much better after the race. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> you must have done the right thing then. Yeah. How did that race go for you? Uh, I didn't feel great and I took a couple wrong turns um but I kind of made friends with the lady um who uh she ended up being I ended up winning the race Ah. but um we ran together for a long time and then I kind of took off within the last eight miles and put 15 minutes (laughs) um yeah but yeah she she was super nice and um yeah. So I really enjoyed the race. This, the scenery is beautiful, but it kind of turned into just like surviving through it. And so that's <laughs> and you still won. Yeah. <laughs> There's gotta be some kind of a world record or something there. I would think you won the race with hives head to toe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. We should look into this. There's gotta be an extra prize for that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I was so itchy. Like I thought it would bother me during the race, but I didn't, I didn't feel like itchy during the race. So that was wow. good. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, and so what was after that? Um, after that, I believe it was the collegiate peaks 50. Okay. Um, oh, that's a good race. And yeah, that was awesome. And ended up, that was my very first overall win. Mm. Um, so I beat all the men as well. Oh, Annie, you are blowing <laughs> up. This is crazy. <laughs> You're just dominating. Um, very, very impressive. Like, I mean, what would you attribute all this to? Is there, is there any one thing or two things or three things that you can say, like, like this has really helped me in my journey with ultra running? 
I would say I've just, um, so I've been running for 10 years now and I started in sixth grade and I've been running all year round since sixth grade um, and have had very minimal like injuries. Um, I've had two major injuries that they both took me out for about like eight to 10 weeks. Um, but that's all I've had in 10 years. And um, yeah, and then in college, uh, it's a, Adam State is a pretty high mileage program. And so I was running like 90 miles a week in college. Okay. Okay. And I think that helped me make the transition to ultras a lot mm. faster. Yeah. Just because I've had, I've been running and I've only run my whole life. Like that's the only sport I've ever done. Um, very running specific. Yeah. So yeah, I think just having a really like consistent, um, like years of training yeah. and, like have helped me to where well, I am now. I took a peek at your ultra sign up, and it looks like you've only got 12 races on there. I say only, I, I shouldn't say only, but you've got 12 races on there and you've got quite a few wins. And then of course your debut at Leadville 100 and you crushed it. I mean, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. I mean, um, um, and if I remember right, did, did, did you run like all the streets in Leadville over the winter? Yeah, I did. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did some fun challenges last winter like um so November it felt like winter but I ran from my house in Leadville to the top of Massive and Albert and back and that was um 50 miles nice. and then um yeah and there was a bunch of snow up there so it was really cold. really okay <laughs> yeah like post holing or what was yeah was really okay yeah the whole <laughs> way up Massive and Albert <laughs> so, were you um, cold? You don't look like a very big person that re like retains a lot of heat. I'm guessing it must've been cold up there. I was actually like, I think the coldest I was the whole day was running to the Mount massive trailhead. Cause uh, I started really early in the morning, like okay. four or something. And, um, yeah, I was just freezing. And my friend, um, Gwen, she, I run with her a lot. We're kind of training partners and, um, she met me at the trail to do massive with me and uh she just had some like extra warm clothes and <laughs> food and stuff so I think that saved me because <laughs> like by the time I got the trail hat, I was really unmotivated really so, no, yeah <laughs> but I just needed to warm up and it was fine and then I couldn't feel my feet the whole way up Albert like it just got so cold <laughs> and um yeah the whole way up, up and down Albert and then I felt them as I started to run back <laughs> to town <laughs> What um, route did you take from Massive to Elbert? Because like, I mean, the quickest way would be like the Nolans route, but I'm guessing that there was a lot of snow out there and that was probably not possible. Yeah. I just, I just did out and back, um, went up the standard route. Massive, okay. Okay. Back and then standard route, Elbert. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was yeah, one then project. That every single thing. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that. Um, I think, so I forgot who kind of inspired me to do that um but I was just because I run all the roads in Leadville in the winter mm -hmm. and um yeah I think one of my friends made a joke like you should just run every single street for your long run and then I heard about Ricky Gates running every single street in San Francisco and yeah. that was insane yeah. um so yeah on a much smaller scale than that <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun um and I tracked it on Gaia so I could see like which streets make sure I didn't miss any streets because okay it's kind of hard to plan out like doing it in the most efficient way and make sure, making sure I got everything. <laughs> so are you just trying to run a small section of every street or trying to run the whole length of every street? 
Yeah, I was running, yeah, the whole length of it. Really? Street. Okay. So what, what was the total distance of that project? That was 51 miles. 51. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Yeah. It was funny. Um, there was one point I like paused my watch to like check and make sure I got everything in the section that I was working on. And um, I forgot to start it again. And I did probably like three miles. I did three streets, like the full length. And um, before I realized... <laughs> And so then I had to go back and do them again. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Wow. Um, That's awesome. Um, What else? So that's a couple easy 50 milers in the bag right there. And then um, you said you did another 100 miler this year before Leadville, right? Yes. Yeah, I did. Mesa's Hideout 100 in June. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that was an inaugural race this year. Uh, which was really cool. It was in a cool part of Colorado that I had never explored in the wet mountains. Yeah. Um, in Beulah, Colorado. And yeah, it was a super challenging course. Is it? Uh, yeah, it was 20,000 feet of gain, which is, um, it's a decent amount, but it's not crazy. Um, but I think what made it so difficult was just the terrain. Um, just the whole last 30 miles were heinous. Yeah. <laughs> like huge snow drifts, like mud. You're going through these like deep creek crossings in the middle of the night. And um, and then so my feet were wet the entire time because there Oof. were a bunch of creek crossings throughout um, or river crossings. Um and so there's no point in changing my shoes. And so by the time I got to, you know, 80 miles or so, I'm like my feet were just so sensitive um (laughs) and the tender (laughs) and uh yeah we just kept going through the creeks and um then there's some pretty technical steep downhills and it really hurt to run the downhills um just because like my feet were so tender and like the rocks were all yeah different ways so um yeah and then the last section there was a nine mile section and three miles of that section uh, had 43 creek crossings. 43? Uh, yeah. In the <laughs> last the, nine miles? This, yeah. Just Whoa. weave through this creek. It was crazy. <laughs> I don't know who decided to build that trail. But it was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, how are we going through this again? <laughs> um, what month was that race? Uh, that was in June. June. Okay. So a couple mm-hmm. months before Leadville. Um, yeah. so you had that stacked out pretty good. I mean, that sounds pretty perfect, you know, a hundred miler a, a couple months before. So you have time to recover. Yeah, exactly. I just, right. I really wanted to do a longer one just to kind of get the nutrition down, just kind of remind myself how yeah. that feels. And, um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, so the guy who won Mesa's hideout 100, uh, he also won your a 100. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Anthony. I want to get him on the show. Yeah. Oh yeah. You definitely should. Okay. He's really cool to talk to. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah, so it was kind of cool to see like the top, like the top male finisher and people finisher one, like pretty big one hundreds. Yeah, totally. <laughs> After running aces. So no I kidding. Think that, um, race definitely helped us. Okay. Wow. Unreal. And did I see that you're working for the Leadville race series now? Yeah, I just started this summer. I'm the retail store manager. Oh, sweet. Cool. How'd you get hooked up yeah. with that? Oh, I so the volunteer coordinator, he was looking for some help um, 
this summer. And so I was going to continue working at the restaurant I work at and also helping him at the races. Um, and then uh, the lady who had my job um, ended up leaving and she's working with the um, Trail Legacy 100. Mm, yeah. The Legacy Foundation. Okay. With Canon Marley. Uh, and so, yeah, her position opened up and um, yeah, I just thought it was a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've been enjoying it. Wow. <laughs> so wow. It's fun to like meet a bunch of different athletes who come oh, into totally. the store and yeah. yeah. So you just like immersed in this Leadville world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Living in Leadville, winning the race, working for Leadville. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's some fun. Okay, cool. Um, is your training um uh, changing at all for Moab? Like what what are you doing in preparation? Because that's coming up in less than a month, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. less than a month. It's October eighth. Um, so yeah, I feel like my training is pretty much done. It's just maintaining yeah holding on um, to it yeah i would like to get some kind of heat training in hmm. before um because i not a very good heat runner <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh yeah i've just i'm actually i'm pacing i'm in steamboat uh, springs right now pacing at uh run rabbit oh sweet so yeah i'll be doing that tonight and okay. then um next weekend i'm pacing at um the Sangre de Cristo 100. Oh yeah. Nice. I'll be out there. Oh really? Yeah. I was supposed to run. I was supposed to run, but I'm injured. So I'm just going to go out there and we're just going to volunteer and help out, but yeah, we'll be out there. Oh, I'll see you. Yeah, for sure. So you're pacing someone that's doing the hundred. Yeah. It's her first hundred. Oh, sweet. That's really exciting. Cool. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. So that's kind of how I'm getting my long runs in and yeah it'll be good to get some night running practice yeah yeah wow every weekend you're just busy either racing or helping other people or out training or you're just an effort i've been involved with a race of some kind like i've either been working one of the level race series races um or i've been running a race myself or pacing someone (laughs) 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 every weekend i had some kind of I was involved with some kind of race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty awesome summer. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get into Leadville. Like um, you said that you, you got your uh, entry from Silver Rush. And so did your training change at that point? Or were you pretty much just kind of doing the same thing before Leadville? Oh, um, my training changed a little bit since Silver Rush. Um, and yeah, I really wanted to try a hundred miler. And so that's when I started working with my coach, Alex Willis, and oh. he's a local, love the local triathlete, um, professional triathlete and coach. And, um, yeah, he's a, a Leadville native as well. Okay. <laughs> just cool. Um, and yeah, I just heard about him. Like everyone kind of knows everyone in yep. the yep. running community in Leadville and, um, yeah, started working with him and, um, it's been a really great relationship just because I don't know, I like to have some flexibility in my training and I'm also not very scientific with it. <laughs> um, I just kind of like going in the mountains for as long as I feel like and yeah. that's my training. <laughs> um, so yeah, we work well together because he's like, okay, you kind of, you have to get this work in, but you can also kind of do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I think we were a good balance of like, 
here, get this tempo workout in, but you can also like go do whatever you want in the mountains this weekend. So. Okay. Okay. So how, how does that look like, what does that look like? If your coach assigns you like a week's worth of workouts, is it like you can do this on a different day if you want to, or is he really that laid back where it's like, this is a tempo day. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. He's pretty laid back. Like I don't have to do it on that day. Um, but, uh, this, this summer I started, I kind of moved up um, cause he has two plans you can do. And so I was doing the monthly plan where he just writes me workouts for the whole month. Mm. And now I'm doing a weekly plan. So he checks in with me every week and we, um, which is really helpful because I can tell him what's going on that week and we can plan my training around yeah. um, what I'm doing. So yeah, I think that's been really helpful. Um, and so what yeah. sort of things are you communicating with your coach? Like, um, you, you said you're checking in with him just weekly or is it more like daily? Uh, weekly. Okay. Yeah. So like, what kind of things are you communicating to him? Just, is it just like scheduling stuff? Like I have to work this day, so I'm not going to be able to get this done. Or, um, does it go deeper than that? Um, it goes deeper than that. Um, I definitely tell him about my schedule and then also just how I'm feeling. Like, yeah. um, I'm feeling pretty tired this week. So I feel like I don't really want to do any like big workouts or runs, that kind okay. of thing. Yeah. But are you keeping up with the mileage that he's assigning you? Like if he wants you to do 90 miles this week, um, are you going out and getting that mileage done? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So the yes. mileage is important, just not so much like the tempo day or something. Yeah, like that. Okay. exactly. Got it. Like as long as you get the mileage and everything in, like it's, it's then all good. happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What advice did he have for you before Leadville? Oh, before Leadville. Um, so he actually paced me in Leadville the last oh, cool. 15 miles. Oh which was man, really that's cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we just, um, he helped me with my pace chart and I think we came up with a really realistic goal. Um, I fell very much short of my goal, but oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But can I'm you say, can you say what the goal was? Do you want to say? Yeah, I was hoping around like low 19s. Oh, wow. That's yeah. stout. That's stout. So, then yeah. I ran low 21. So. But you still won. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh -huh. I'm not upset with it or anything. I definitely think I'm still capable of that. And yeah. I want to go back to Leadville at some point and do that. I'm not, I'm not sure if that'll be next year or when, but sure. I think that's a real, I still think it's a realistic goal. Um, totally. I just, I really blew up on Powerline. Mm. And, um, I think if I, yeah, change some things, <laughs> um, that might have not been so bad. <laughs> so when Annie but, Hughes blows up on power line, what does that look like? <laughs> um, I was just really struggling. Like anything that was runnable, I, I couldn't run like my, I just blew out my quads really? by the time I got there. And, um, yeah. And it was just kind of in a negative headspace, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, I just needed quiet and I needed to like, yeah, I just, I couldn't run anything. So, but you, yeah, probably, no, had a, you probably had a pacer at that point. Yeah. I had a pacer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so. he was like trying to cheer me on and like, um, everything, which was really nice. He's super supportive. Um, but I was kind of direct. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to run this, but there's going to be no talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. 
sometimes you just have to lay down the law. This is, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he was so awesome and supportive like the whole time. And then um, it was so funny. My crew, she came up to cheer me on on the Hagerman Road. Mm -hmm. And um, I love her. Her name is Olga King and she's been in sport for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and she's from Russia, so she has this really <laughs> thick Russian accent. She's kind of intense. Um, and so we turned the corner to get on the Hagerman Road, and I just hear she didn't have a headlamp or anything. It was just like her voice in the dark. She's like, "And you have to run." <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh! Like, is that Olga? Awesome. That <laughs> is I cool. Was hearing things, or like, just, and then she like turned her headlamp on. She's like right in my face. <laughs> wow. But um, yeah, she was just telling me like the other women aren't that far behind, like you need to start running. <laughs> and so after that, I think I realized, you know, the finish wasn't that far, yeah. um, like over, a little over 14, 13 miles. So mm-hmm. um, I just had to push to the finish and I ended up catching two more guys and I put a whole hour ahead or I finished an hour in front of the next woman and she was only 30 minutes behind me at, at the last aid station. Uh-huh. So Wow. Um, I had a good finish. Wow. Um, let's go back to the beginning of the day. Like what was going through your mind walking up to the start line? Were you feeling fit and confident and ready for whatever the day throws at you? Or were you a little bit nervous or how were you feeling? Um, I didn't really feel nervous. I just felt really excited and mm-hmm. I felt like I was ready. Um, especially having that extra year to prepare. Mm-hmm. And just like how well my whole season went, I just, I felt like I had, um, you know, potential to podium or even win it. So, um, I didn't necessarily think I would win, but I definitely like believed I, I could, um, and I really wanted to. So, um, yeah. Where, Where does that belief in yourself come from? Is it just from logging big miles week after week and, you know, a whole winter of solid training or, um, are, are you like doing visualization where you're like visualizing yourself coming across the finish line in first place? Or what does that look like for you? Um, yeah, I definitely, this, the training over the winter and mm. just how my races were going the whole summer just okay. built that confidence. And then, yeah, I definitely like envisioned myself winning like a bunch of times over like that last year. So when it actually happened, it was like, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's an important part of it. I mean, you know, like when I ask you that question and you answer back, like I'm, when you say that it might come off as a little cocky, but I understand that you're not trying to be cocky. I mean, yeah, no, no, ta- no. no, that's what it takes. If you want to win a race like this, it's going to take some visualization and sitting down and imagine what it's going to smell like and sound like when you're coming across the finish line. So it's all important. It's all part of it. So it sounds like you are just on top of it all. Yeah. Thank you. Was there like, okay, so I was at Leadville this year, uh, pacing and crewing and cheering people on. And I saw you at Twin Lakes and you were in the lead and I was cheering for you just like everybody was, but I'm not going to lie. You didn't look the best. You looked pretty fatigued and uh, like hat was down low. There was no smiling going on. Your lips looked like really white. And I was like, Oof, man, I hope she's, I hope she's doing okay. <laughs> or, or did I just see that wrong? Like what, like what were your thoughts coming through twin lakes the second time? Um, 
I was actually feeling really good, but really? I was also very focused and I didn't like there was a huge crowd at Twin Lakes, but I didn't notice how many people were there. I didn't like hear anything really. It was just like my crew was just kept handing me stuff to eat. And so I was just like trying to eat yeah. the food and like get to the chair to like change my shoes. And I was just really focused on like what I needed to do at that aid station and just getting through there. So I wasn't paying attention to the crowd at all. Like I didn't even notice it. Okay. Um, so yeah, I might have just looked really focused. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wasn't, I, I felt like good at that point. So. Good, good. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like when I saw you, um, I was like, yeah, Annie. And somebody right next to me looked at me and said, ah, she doesn't really look so good. <laughs> and I hope you don't mind me saying that. And I only say that because you still won the race. So there's, there's nothing, there's no shame there whatsoever, but I'm glad that you were feeling better than than I perceived, you know, than my perception. I, I just took one look at you and I was like, God, she's in the lead, but she looks like she's on the struggle bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was feeling as good as I could for running, you know, the Leadville 100K. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> <like> yeah. 100. <laughs> uh, and I'm guessing you picked up a pacer at Twin Lakes right away. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, how many pacers did you have? I had two pacers. So I pacer from Twin Lakes paced me from there to Make Queen. And then my coach, Alex, paced me uh, from Make Queen to the finish. Cool. Any low points throughout the day? I mean, you said that you kind of blew up at going up power line. Um, Anything else like any, I don't know, aches, pains, uh, blisters, uh, any any other low points throughout the day? Oh, I think my low kind of started when I was coming in like running across that field into our bound uh, yep. um yeah I, I just I kind of started crying and I was like I feel like we're going so slow <laughs> the second time when you were coming yeah, through I right like, okay. like, I just felt like we were moving really slow yeah. and um yeah my pacer was like you're fine like we're just gonna get across this field get to the aid station like it's gonna be okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and yeah we got there I had some ramen and um, got all my night gear. And then we headed up to the power line and I was okay on the road section of power line. But then when we started up, I just like blew up. <laughs> um, yeah, my quads were just shot. And then on the way down, it was even more painful. Like I just, and you know, there's so many rocks and stuff on that. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, yeah, really painful to like take a step and it was all uneven and um yeah, my closet was just like a really intense, like stinging pain, um, that I just like couldn't shake. Yeah. Um, and then also like you're going into the night and it's like, that's kind of <laughs> a little daunting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. That was probably the low, but then when I got to May Queen, I started feeling a lot better and really? kind of saw that the end was in sight and the late next woman was 30 minutes behind me. So I was like, I got to move and like, yeah. I didn't really care about how bad my quads hurt at that point anymore. Yeah. I was just like, I need to run this to the finish. So. Yeah. How did you turn it around and, and make yourself feel better by the time you got to May Queen? Or was it just that, you know, you could, you could almost smell the finish line or um, what was it like? Yeah. Um, just, know, um, it helped to know like how far ahead I was and um, yeah, just changing my mindset around helped a lot um so was your crew telling you where 
second female was at all the different age stations or did you not really know what was going on until you got to May Queen? Yeah, I didn't know what was going on until May Queen. Um, so you were just I, like running. They were like, no, so oh, you were just like running scared. Yeah, just yeah. Like looking over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at the turnaround at Winfield, they were not as far behind me as um, I thought they were. Really? Like, yeah, they were a bit closer um, than I thought that they would be, and so um, that kind of motivated me to like really push up Hope Pass yeah, yeah. down. And then, um, but yeah, apparently they were only 10 minutes behind me the whole day and there was like a group of five of them Mm. and yeah, they were only 10 minutes behind. And, um, I, I thought I had a bigger lead than that, like the whole day. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a gut Uh, check. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then at our bound, I heard that they were 20 minutes away and, uh, yeah, so and then when I was going up power line and I knew they were only 20 minutes away and I was just having that low, I was like, this is it. Like, they're going to catch me. Like, I just I can't move any faster than this. Um, and then when I got to make Queen and found out that I didn't blow up quite as bad as they did because <laughs> they were 30 minutes behind at that point. Um, so I made up another 10 minutes and then I was like, okay, I just got to really push to the finish and then ended up finishing an hour ahead. So. Yeah. Wow. So you put a lot of time down there. Did you really have to dig into the pain cave to get yourself uh, that much further ahead? Or what was it like for you? Like the last 25 miles, was it just a complete suffer fest or were you hanging in there and doing okay? Uh, it was a suffer fest on the, the power line section mm. and then down into May Queen. That was especially down. That was the biggest suffer fest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just felt like I was barely moving. And then like, the uh, turquoise lake section is really runnable. There's no mm-hmm. climbs or anything. So I knew I could run it. And um, yeah, I was just really focused on getting to the finish. And they went by really quickly. I was surprised. Good, good. Um, was there yeah. any walking going on as you're like from May Queen on? Was there any walking breaks like as you're going around turquoise lake? Like, I, I just need a minute. Or did you stay focused and, and keep plugging? plugging away I was, I was plugging away I think there were like a couple little like hilly parts that I walked um but it was maybe like a minute or two okay um and yeah I pretty much ran like the whole thing so. wow incredible that really helped yeah incredible it looked like you were pretty emotional at the finish mm-hmm. yeah I, I felt kind of emotional the whole day it was weird and I held it in because I was like I I can't cry like yeah. <laughs> it's gonna waste energy yeah. and I think yeah and I was just really tired and like in pain <laughs> so yeah. and then my whole family was there and I'm winning level 100 and I think it was just like a mix of everything like kind of made me emotional but totally. I'm usually not a very emotional person so that was kind of weird for me <laughs> like looking back on that I'm like oh that's so weird I was like emotional. oh <laughs> no but... don't it, don't feel bad about it like I was emotional watching the video and like if if I was winning the Leadville 100 I'd be crying at the finish line too so <laughs> don't feel bad about it I think that's a perfectly rational emotion <laughs> okay. yeah like it meant a lot to me to to win and um just being you know from Leadville it's it was really special. Very special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you want to come back and do it again, but do you have your eyes on other races next year rather than Leadville? Like, are you thinking yeah. about Western States? 
Yeah, I would love to do Western States. Uh, so if I can get into that, that would be my number one. Um, if I don't get into Western States, I'd like to do Tricocodona 250. Mm, nice. Um, and then, so if I do get into Western States, I won't do Cocodona instead, because um, I want to do a 200, um, something like that next year. And so I think I'd like to do Tahoe 200. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, if I do, so you're Western just States, so. you're just diving into this 200 thing now too, huh? It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I really want to do all of Candace's races. Yeah. I just think they're really inspiring. So yeah. I kind of want to do those over the next few years. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, what's the longest you've been on foot so far up till now? Um, the, the collegiate loop is like 160. Have you been further than that? No, that's the furthest I've gone. Okay. Yeah, okay. but it took me 61 hours, so I feel like. A 200 will take me a similar amount of time. Mm -hmm. Do you have any goals that you can share with us? Um, when, um, with Moab, like, do you, are you looking at the uh, podium finish or do you have a certain time goal? Or since you've never completed a distance like this, are you just trying to finish the thing and have a good time? Yeah. I mean, um, I'm competing, so I would like to try to compete for a podium spot. Um, and yeah, my time, I just, I really have no idea. Sure. <laughs> like yeah. these longer ones, I feel like a hundred is so, it's a lot easier to predict. Totally. Um, but at 200, it's like, I don't know where I'm going to feel like have my lows and where I'm going to feel better. Like the collegiate loop was super weird because I felt terrible the whole first day and then had a great second night and day. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's weird how that works. So I don't know when I'm going to hit my highs and lows and that makes it really hard to predict. So I'm hoping it'll take me like 60 to 70 hours, like somewhere in there. Uh -huh. But um, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. You just don't know when you're, when you're going that much further for the first time, yeah. it's like, how many lows do I need to account for? Like how, yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen over 240 miles. Yeah. I think I'm just more excited to take on like the challenge of running challenge. further than I ever yeah. have before. So, well, I'm sure you're going to do great. Um, do you feel like the effort you put in at Leadville is going to hinder Moab at all, or are you feeling pretty good about your recovery? Uh, so Leadville, it was actually probably the, the worst I felt after anything I've done. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Like I, how bad was it? Uh, really bad like I just um I think I was really beat up because the course is so runnable um and so yeah I just it, I'm just now starting to feel back to myself really yeah okay. uh and usually I'm like after a week after 100 I'm mm -hmm. you know ready to go yeah <laughs> and yeah. I feel like hold myself back but this one like I never had to hold myself back it was like my body holding me back like uh, um yeah. so but you've been out yeah. running since Leadville. You've been doing, uh, looks like a bunch of different fun stuff. You were out in the San Juans a week or two ago, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was this past or Monday, Tuesday. Uh, my boyfriend and I, we did a cool, we backpacked in um, 10 miles and then we did a fun run up a couple of 14ers. Nice. Um, that was like 15 miles and then we backpacked out. And, yeah. Which uh, I'm from Pagre and Wetterhorn. Oh, cool. Yeah. Those are yeah. fun ones. Nice. Yeah. I love them. They're, cool. they're so beautiful over there. So that yeah. was a lot of fun and, um, yeah, just good time on the feet. And, um, 
then I also did a fun group run. We ran from Leadville to Fair Play and oh, stopped whoa. at the brewery for beer and nachos nice. and then ran back to Leadville um, over Mosquito Pass. That so was like this big loop. Oh, so wow. was 38 miles. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty chill. Stuff sure. at the brewery. So it was just a fun <laughs> day. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I think that was good practice, like eating food, like real food and then running. Like I'll need to yeah, like that from Moab, so. eat a burger and then go run on it or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have that full stomach. Yeah. And everyone was like, how did you drink beer and eat nachos before running 18 more miles back? Um, <laughs> but takes yeah. a special kind of person to be able to do that Annie we <laughs> <laughs> um, were going pretty slow so it was yeah, it was yeah. like I was trying to sprint back over to let them <laughs> for sure yeah um your boyfriend what's his name Noah Noah, Noah Williams no yeah. did he did he win the Leadville marathon this year yeah okay yeah. cool so he's a legit runner too yeah nice. yeah he's had a great season okay um so. where did you guys meet so it's actually funny. Uh, I was looking for another pacer uh, for the collegiate loop. And I asked my coach, Alex, I was like, I don't know anyone um, like who I can ask to pace. Like, do you know anyone in town who'd be willing to pace me for this one section? And uh, he knew Noah just, you know, through the running community. And Noah agreed to it. And um, it actually, so he came to the trailhead with my roommate. She brought him from Leadville. And then we were going to do this big exchange. Like my parents were bringing um, my pacer from the previous section. And then they were going to pick Noah up and take him to the section, the next section where he's going to pace me. And I ended up, since I was so slow that first day, I ended up being like way behind my schedule. And he was going to pace me at like 4 a.m. And then it turned into like 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and he had work. Oh, <laughs> and no. So came to drop the pacer off and he was like I'm so sorry I don't have time to go pace <laughs> so he like met my parents and my roommate like everyone <laughs> never met me <laughs> so that's how you guys met yeah he's like hi well, nice yeah, to meet you like I'm sorry I can't pace you I have to go to work <laughs> yeah I, well, I never actually met him um because I was out running like okay. when they this exchange but um yeah, so I never met him that time, but then he asked me to go for a run like a month after I finished the collegiate loop, and yeah, we just hit it off. So that's awesome. <laughs> Been together ever since. Yeah. So that run was your first date. Yeah. Nice. That's like <laughs> I didn't that... really think anything of it. I was just like, oh, guy in town, They're like, wants yeah. to run. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and then I ended up liking each other. So that's the best way it can happen. Just unexpected, yeah. like no expectations. Whoa, yeah, this guy's cool. Like I like yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know a lot about him, but yeah, I saw that he won the Leadville Marathon. Is I'm guessing he's an ultra runner too. Has he done the longer stuff? Yeah. So he actually ran the Leadville 100 this year as well. Oh. And he finished right in front of me. <laughs> oh, really? No way. Yeah, he was two minutes in front of me. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So were you guys running together a lot? No, actually, so um, the last section from May Queen, um, I, he was 40 minutes ahead of me and I made up 40 minutes of time. <laughs> like I almost caught <laughs> him. And then Olga actually saw him coming up the boulevard to the finish and she was like, you better get going. Like, and he's going behind you. <laughs> and so then he started running. <laughs> That's cool. A little friendly but, competition there. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. 
<laughs> but yeah, I'll take it. That's probably the closest I'll ever come to him in a race. <laughs> I could enjoy it. <laughs> so what place did he come in? He was 13th. 13th. Okay. Yeah. Legit. Wow. Was that yeah. his first hundred or has he that done? Was first hundred. No kidding. Yeah. So he's God, really you well guys, what's in the water out there? Like I want whatever you guys are eating. <laughs> And okay, speaking of eating, I've got a really important question for you, Annie. <clears throat> I want to know how much ice cream you've eaten since the Leadville 100, because I see on your Instagram, there's a lot of ice cream going on. <laughs> a lot of ice cream. Yeah, my roommate and I, we love trying different ice creams. <laughs> you should see our freezer. It's full of of like 20 pints of ice cream really yeah but we always like start one and like we won't finish because we'll um we won't finish the whole pint so like we'll split a pint but like we won't finish it all and then there's not enough to like really share right. later so then we just have like all of these pints of ice cream in our freezer with like a quarter left <laughs> you must have some good self-control if you can not finish the pint because i am a pint finisher if i get if i start it it's going down <laughs> I think like splitting it with my roommate helps. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good idea. Um, yeah. And then if we really like a certain flavor, like we'll split the whole pint. Like we're like, okay, yeah. we should just finish this. Okay. It's really good. <laughs> what, what's your favorite ice cream? Oh, so we actually um now our taste is getting pretty expensive because we're buying like these seven dollar pints from Whole Foods. <laughs> but it's the best. Like now we just can't enjoy the Safeway yeah. ice cream. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called McConnell's okay. ice cream. Um, okay. Fine ice cream. <laughs> oh, of and, course. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they have this salted cream and cookie mm. ice cream. And so it's like chocolate chip cookies broken up uh, in this like salted cream ice cream. And the salt, <sighs> like there's so much salt in it. <laughs> but okay. it's so good. And then what there's What's the name brand again? I've got to write this down because I'm going oh. to Whole Foods right after this conversation. Oh, <laughs> it's called McConnell's. Okay. And cool. I think it's a local ice cream shop in like Santa Barbara or somewhere okay. in that area in California. And then they have their own, they also have their own brand and sell the Whole Foods and everything. So Yeah, okay. Um, and, and then they also have one that's really good. It's a honey and uh corn cookie ice cream corn cookie mm -hmm. it's what? so good <laughs> really okay yeah. okay i'm writing all this down and what was the first flavor that you you like from mcconnell's oh it was the salted cream and cookie oh that sounds amazing yeah it's so good uh, see now you're going to be responsible for me eating two pints of ice cream tonight <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh so worth it oh that stuff is so good so worth it yeah um what else is in your future I mean you got Moab and you've got plenty of time to, to think about it of course but do you have other plans uh other races that that you're really excited for or or not even races just other projects it sounds like you you get down with your own uh, DIY projects all the time. Um, <laughs> what do you, what's the plans for the future? Um, so as, as far as like, um, like FKT projects, I would love to do the Colorado Trail mm. um, at some point. I think that's really inspiring to me. I've yeah. always just, I've always wanted to do the Colorado Trail in general. Like I would be fine. Oh no. I lose you. 
Um, so Colorado trail, I see you doing the Colorado trail in your future. Like, like it just has your name written all over it, I think. So, um, what else? Is that the only big project that you have in mind? Uh, I would also really like to do Nolan's <sighs> yes. 14. Um, yes. and I'm the only thing is I don't really enjoy bushwhacking and I'm also terrible with directions. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's like the minor issue. <laughs> minor details. <laughs> minor issues. Um, but Noah is really good with directions and loves like going off trail and stuff. So if I did it, I would definitely do it with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would necessarily go for the FKT. I think I just want to do it to do it. For sure. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm if FKT is quite in my reach, <laughs> but maybe after doing it once, I could see where that could be a possibility. Yeah, well, um, but you're still thinking under sixty hours, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think it's like you technically finish if you get under sixty okay. hours. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, maybe you'll have to like pull a Sabrina Stanley and go out there and do it twice in one year. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's just craziness. That's so crazy. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, just finishing that thing once is still in my uh it's still a dream of mine and it, that I haven't yeah, I haven't been able to do that yet. So, I can't imagine doing it twice in one summer. It's it's I know. Have you been out there scouting at all? Are you I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with all those peaks, but have you been in between them on the Nolan's route? Yeah, I haven't. I've done okay. all the peaks, but not together and yeah. um Actually, Noah just got an FKT called the Pine Creek, Pine Creek Pentangle. Um, so you do like all the 14ers in that Pine Creek section. So Harvard, Columbia, Missouri, Belford, Oxford. Oh. Um, and then you also hit a 13er. I think it's called Iowa Peak or okay. something. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was a huge day. He had like 13,000 feet of gain and like a little over 30 miles. Okay. Does so. it start at the Pine Creek trailhead? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Nice. Okay. It looks like a really cool route. So yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. And that's like half of Nolan's right there almost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Unreal. So I just need to follow him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he should go for it. He'd be great. So this sounds like the perfect guy for you. So you're you're doing everything <laughs> right, Annie. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um oh, it looks like um you could use some practice opening a champagne bottle as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never done that before. <laughs> Is that your first one? <laughs> that was my first one. Oh, come on. I was on. also just like really tired and I was like, I just don't. <laughs> don't care just yeah <laughs> uh, that was funny it was, it was kind of comical i'm thinking man when i was 23 i could open up a champagne bottle with like one hand while i was driving that was that's no big deal at all but <laughs> i think annie's in a better place than i was when i was 23 so <laughs> good on you <laughs> Oh, wow. So Moab in less than a month. That's pretty exciting. Um, how long are you going to be out there for? Oh, so I'm going to leave on the 7th and, um, yeah. So the day before the race, the last and then, minute. yeah. Um, cause it's only, it's like a, maybe like three or four hour drive. Yep. Um, and we have an Airbnb for that whole week. Nice. Um, so I'll have that for my crew and pacers and everyone. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to go down that day and check in. And then um, we have the Airbnb through the 12th. So I huh. can, if I take until the last 
day I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then if I finish before that, I can relax in the Airbnb. Totally. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what everyone's hoping for. Yeah. Um, is Noah running that race or is he going to be pacing you or what's up there? Oh, he's pacing me. Yeah. Oh, he's cool. pacing me for 50 miles actually. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sticking a big section. There's so the first place I can meet with my crew is at 70 miles and that's where I can pick up a pacer as well. Yeah. So, um, and then there's no crew access for the next 50 miles. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I found someone who's <laughs> capable of running 50 miles with me. No kidding. Um, and then, yeah. And then after that, I'm taking an 18 mile section by myself and then I have pacers until the end of the race. Okay. How many pacers? Uh, five total. Five total. Yeah. That's yeah. A big and then crew. one of them is doing two sections with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like a 27 mile section. And then the last section is 16 miles. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite thing a pacer can do for you when you're really down in it you're down in the depths? Like what's the best thing a pacer can do for you to, to bring your spirits up or to get you running fast again? Uh, I think so. I'm kind of one where I just need quiet and <laughs> um yeah I, I like having a pacer like I'm usually really chatty in the beginning when they start running with me and then I'm like okay I can't talk anymore <laughs> and yeah I just like having the pacer there to make sure I'm going the right way <laughs> and then also um time me for naps when I need them and then um make sure I'm eating and drinking because I will forget to do that <laughs> um I'll just be so focused on the run and also just like won't want to. So I think having someone like kind of forcing me yeah. <laughs> to eat and drink is really helpful. Um, and then also just getting me through the aid stations quickly, like making sure I'm not staying there too long and making sure I have everything I need. Um, especially in these longer ones, because a hundred, I'm usually pretty with it the whole time, but you know, the collegiate loop, I was seeing cows at the end in the middle of the forest so I was like <laughs> really not with it at all <laughs> I mean Moab 240 you might just see the devil himself I mean that's a long yeah. long race <laughs> <laughs> totally. uh, well that's cool it sounds like you're all set up for it you got the right people everything's in place um I'm curious um you said your parents were at the finish of Leadville how do they how do they feel about this I mean um if I remember right uh, are your parents runners? They're not. No, but yeah, did, did they do some hiking or something? Uh, or have, oh. am I, do I have it wrong there? It seemed, I thought that you got some sort of inspiration from them, but I might be mixing stories up. Yeah. Um, so they, they do hike. They were going to, they're thinking about backpacking the collegiate loop. Oh, um, cause they didn't want to do the whole Colorado trail. And then, yeah. yeah, I don't know if they'll end up doing that. They haven't done that yet. They, I don't know if they even have like all their backpacking gear and everything. <laughs> minor so, details. Yeah, minor details. <laughs> what do they think of, they of all this and everything? What do they think of you winning Leadville and winning these other races and then going and doing a 240 mile race later this year? Do they think it's just the craziest thing ever or are they super proud of you or what do they think? Um, I think they're, they're proud of me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like they're, I've been kind of like doing this kind of stuff my whole life For so I think yeah they just know that that's my thing yeah and um they're crewing for me at Moab which is okay. really nice and they crewed for me at the collegiate loop so um yeah they've had some experience crewing yeah. me with these longer ones so um yeah I think it'll be really nice to have them there 
Cool. That's awesome. Um, want to give any shout outs, sponsors, uh, people that helped pace you, anything else? Oh yeah. Um, I just started, I just signed my contract with Hoka. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, so that's been really awesome. Okay, sweet. So yeah. how, how does that happen? Do they, do they approach you or did you approach them or how did that all shake out? Oh, um, so Brian Metzler, um, he, is uh writes for trail runner magazine mm-hmm. and he wrote an article on me after i did that run up from leadville to massive and albert and back uh. and um yeah just he asked me what shoes i run in and i run in the hoka speed goats mm-hmm. and yeah he uh, said oh i'll reach out to hoka about you like i know some people over there like, nice okay like they're yeah. probably not interested yeah <laughs> so thank you and then i got this email from the lady who's um she's in charge of all the athletes and mm-hmm. marketing and all that so uh yeah she sent me an email and I just like about solo really <laughs> yeah I was like, I'd love to interview you for like a potential sponsorship and I was like oh my gosh they actually are interested wow. <laughs> um so yeah I did the interview and um signed my contract and yeah it's been really awesome what is that interview process like? Like, do they dig into your past history and try and like talk to your neighbors to see if you're really a, a nasty person or like, uh, how does it go? Or is it just really simple? Like, you know, what are your goals? What kind of shoes do you like to run in? Or what's that interview like? Oh, it was, yeah. Um, it was a really simple conversation. Um, she just asked, yeah, like what shoes I run in and um she so brian metzler talked um to already told them a bit about me so she Mm. knew kind of what i had done and um she said yeah i think you'd be perfect for this and um yeah she asked me about my goals and just kind of like the requirements for the sponsorship like because i'm i'm not huge into social media so that was something i was kind of concerned about i was like do Mm. i need to post every day (laughs) right i'm not gonna do that yeah (laughs) um (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I'm just required to do like one post a month on Instagram or Strava. Those are the only two social media okay. platforms I have. Yep. Um, and yeah, the only platforms I want to ever have <laughs> <laughs> add more than that. <laughs> 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 um, I just have Instagram figured out. Like I, Facebook makes no sense to me. I can't figure that out. <laughs> oh, try like, Twitter. I don't know how the older people use that one because I feel like Instagram is way easier to use. Than oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, totally. Facebook, so yeah. much going on. I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was really nice. And then um, yeah, they were just really supportive of all my goals and. Um, yeah, so do, I'm, they, I'm really do they have like required races that you have to participate in, or do you have to do a certain number of races oh, yeah. a year? Yeah. So I'm required to do one Hoka race per year, uh, or a race that they present. Mm-hmm. And so this year I did the speed goat 50 K oh, yeah. cause that was the only one that worked with my schedule. Um, the other one I could have done was Havelina hundred, mm. um, which I was like, that would be a cool race, but it's less than a month after Moab. So I just can't do that. Yeah. And you were already signed Um, up for Moab. Yeah. I I was already like had all my races planned out. And so, yeah, then I had to add this race kind of last minute. (laughs) I signed up a few weeks before and, um, yeah, it was, I was kind of nervous about doing the 50 K because I'm like the longer stuff. And, um, 
and then also a speed goat is just a ton of climbing. It's like 11,000 feet in 50 K <laughs> and just all straight up, straight down. And I do vert my training, but nothing to really speak of. I wouldn't say I'm like a super heavy vert person. Okay. Um, so I was like, I don't know. I just haven't really done the proper training for this where I just have done a lot of like steep climbing. Um, and then, yeah, I, I uh, don't really run the shorter stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was kind of nervous going into it, but the, I think a couple weeks before is when I paced down at Hard Rock. And so I got some good vert while I was in Silverton. Yep. The San Juan, you can just, they have a lot of great runs where you can just get, you know, 3,000 feet in, mm-hmm. you know, six miles or so. <laughs> so that's really nice. For Leadville, it's like mostly 2,000 feet in yeah. runs. Um, so that was really helpful. Um, and yeah, I ended up going a lot better than I thought it would. I got sixth place and nice. I thought top 10 would be like a reach. So wow. I was really happy with that. Wow. Um, I'm curious, how did you get hooked up with my, uh, my crazy buddy, John Sharp? Like how, <laughs> how did that work out? It was really funny. Um, so the restaurant that I work at in Treeline, uh, uh, called Treeline Kitchen, huh. um, he, yeah, I was serving him dinner oh, really? there. Yeah, and uh, he ate so much food, and I oh, yeah. I've never seen anyone eat that much food. And um, I just made a comment like, "Wow, <laughs> a lot of food!" Like, <laughs> not in a bad way. I was just like, "Wow, that's impressive." Yeah, are you an ultra um, runner, or what's going on? <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, well, I just did some fourteeners, and I'm pretty hungry." And I was just making conversation. Um, I was like, "Oh, what fourteeners did you do?" um and he's like oh you know all the ones from Salida like up to here it's like did you do Nolan's 14 <laughs> he said yeah well I tried to I made it nine peaks and yeah. I had to bail because of my breathing problems yeah. and I was like oh dang that's brutal um but yeah and then we got talking about ultra running and then that was it and then he came into dinner like the next night and we were talking more about running he was in my section again <laughs> um and he's like Hey, do you want to do Sherman with me and some friends tomorrow? And oh, I was nice. like, I don't know, I don't know this guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, you know, John, like he's just so he's such a character. Like, I don't even know how to describe him. <laughs> oh, totally. He's like a caricature of himself. You know, he's yeah, got exactly. he's got the southern <laughs> accent. He talks yeah. a lot. Like, I've gone he talks out on so fast. It's he talks hilarious. so fast. Like, I, I we did uh, Long's Peak. Was it? I guess it was last summer. And that guy talks to every single person on every the trail. Every person. Oh like, hey, where are y'all from? I'm from San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And then he has like, um, so at Hard Rock, like he has his like spandex shorts. And then on top of that, he puts khaki pants that are cut. And so they look, when he goes uphill, they look like jorts because like the pockets come out. <laughs> and then he's got this big leather belt. And then he wears... He has like seven of these t-shirts that are light blue with the original Texas flag on them, like okay. the yellow star. Okay. And he said, yeah, I wear it because not many people know that that's the original Texas flag. It's kind of funny. <laughs> but he only wears that shirt. And then he, he has a Texas flag like pinned to his um, running pack. And then he got a custom made hat that says Sharpie on the side of it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and just like that's his like race or like adventure outfit. <laughs> uh, how far did you pace him at Hard Rock? I paced him 27 miles wow. um, from Telluride to the finish. Okay. Um, yeah. And he, I was with him for 16 hours. Um, so I started at like 9 a.m. and then he finished at like 
uh, 1.30 okay. a.m., okay. like somewhere in there. And yeah, it, yeah, he'd never finished the loop in that direction. He'd only finished Hard Rock going the other direction. Oh, okay. So that was a big deal. And yeah, it was, he was awesome. Like, cool. <laughs> He's very entertaining to pace. Like, oh, yeah, he <laughs> is. He came out 16 hours. It went by pretty fast because I was just like dying laughing the whole time. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask like serious question. And John, if you're listening, I love you, buddy. But Annie, did you get sick of him in that 16 hours? <laughs> I, no, I don't think so. Like, okay, I, okay. I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's fun. No. I've, I've spent hours and hours with the guy and that guy can talk. And, and, uh, <laughs> He, um, he's out doing, uh, tour de chance right now. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, the guy can't stay off his Facebook. He's out in the middle of the race, posting all these pictures to Facebook. And he was doing the same thing with Nolan's every single peak he's supposed to, I'm like, dude, get off your Facebook, man. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Uh, but he's a character and I love the guy. So, he, you know, I, yeah. coll I collect weird friends and that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John is awesome. And then he also introduced me to Olga. That was, those were the yeah. friends that he was hiking Sherman with that next day. And oh, I ended cool. up going and yeah, meeting them. And yeah, I've stayed in touch with Olga ever since. And she's like a huge mentor to me. So nice. nice. Yeah. Wow. So cool. Um, okay. So we're on sponsors. Is it just Hoka right now? Or do you have any other sponsors? Hoka and Tailwind. Tailwind. Nutrition. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, any shout outs you want to give crew pacers, family, anybody else? Oh yeah. Like literally everyone who's helped me this year has yeah been amazing and um my roommate marley uh we're like best friends and um she crewed for me in my hundred this year and then she's crewing for me at Leb or in moab okay um so yeah she's just so kind to come and help me with all these huge she, adventures she crewed for me at the collegiate loop is she a runner as well and no so um yeah it's funny like it's kind of cool having a friend who's not a runner. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's a full-time artist. Oh, cool. Um, she's very talented. Yeah. So it's, yeah, we're both like very passionate about what we do, but it's like different things. So okay. it's, yeah, if we what, get along really well. <laughs> what kind of art does she do? She does like um, a lot of, like all different mediums, but um, it's um, mostly mountain okay. paintings like and landscape yeah and um she just has this really unique style where she adds um so in her watercolor paintings she adds um ink lines oh, yeah. and so it really makes it pop and like you can see like every little ridge and she just captures it so well mm. um but she also paints windows and um she's amazing she's uh been doing pottery mm. um last winter and then yeah. And it's just cool to see the improvement. Like her pottery is beautiful. Um, and then, yeah, she does murals. She did a couple like big murals this year. Uh, one in Leadville actually, like right oh, by really? the retail store. Yeah. She painted um, the, we love Leadville sign. And then oh. she painted a bunch of like really colorful homes and then Albert in the background. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. I'm jealous of your life, Annie. You're 23 and you're just living the life. Like, this is so cool. Like you're out killing races, 
Uh, you got a great boyfriend. You got a cool roommate. You got parents that support you. You eat tons of ice cream. I mean, come on, life is good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm yeah. really grateful. Well, yeah. congrats once again. I mean, uh, debut Leadville and you absolutely crushed it. You might not have hit your goals, but you absolutely crushed it. I think those goals were maybe a little ambitious, but you know, <laughs> but I think you can still do it. Like, you know, maybe not your first crack at it, but I think that it's still doable for sure. I, I know you can take time off of 21 hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> Absolutely. You should be. You should and be. I wasn't really sure what I could run exactly. Cause every other hundred miler I'd done was a really challenging course. And I ran like 28 hours. Okay. That was my hundred mile PR before Leadville. So I was like, I don't know. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. 28 hours at the race that you did this year. Yeah, it was just a brutal course. Like, really? Yeah. No kidding. Took forever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then my first hundred was like a total disaster, but I, I finished it. And okay. Yeah, it just took a long time. <laughs> well, it does take a while to sort of learn your body and figure out how to dial in the whole hundred mile distance. Like there's, yeah. there's a little bit to it and it takes a little bit of practice, but it sounds like you are on top of it. So Annie, just keep doing what you're doing. Like, I'm just going to watch you from afar and, and live vicariously through you. Like, I wish I was living in Leadville and eating all the ice cream you're eating. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. Well, you'll have to let me know what you think of the McConnell's ice cream. Oh, gosh, I know. Now I'm not going to know which one to pick, or I, I probably will eat two <laughs> pints tonight. I'm just going to send you a picture of two empty pints and me on the couch in pain. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be a lot. Um, and your Instagram, Outdoorable Annie. That is the most fitting yeah. and awesome Instagram <laughs> handle, and it just suits you so well. Uh, it's. Did you think of it? I know my mom came up. Your with mom that. did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's so cool, Outdoorable Annie, right? Yeah. <laughs> is there any spaces or hyphens or anything in there if people want to find you? Oh yeah, there's um, a hyphen in between um, Outdoorable and. Annie. Okay. Okay. So, Got yeah. it. Okay. All right, guys, look her up. Uh, she's a fun follow. She's always out doing lots of cool India stuff. So check it out. But <laughs> Annie, thanks again for doing this and congrats once again on Leadville and good luck at Moab. Uh, we're going to be keeping an eye on you and no matter how it goes, we're, we're on your side. We're, we're fans. So just keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Thank you so much. I really Absolutely. appreciate having okay. me back on the show. And oh, for, just keep doing big things and we'll keep having you back on. This is so much fun. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Annie, have a great day. Thank we'll you so you. much. Thank Absolutely. You. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for coming on the show, Annie. You guys do yourself a favor. Follow her on Instagram at outdoorable underscore Annie. And if you guys are still listening, thank you. I appreciate you guys listening. Are you guys digging the podcast? Are uh, you liking the guests I'm bringing on? This show can't continue without your support. Subscribe, share, like, review, wherever you listen to podcasts. The best way to support us is by following us on Patreon. The, it's patreon.com slash do big things. Be a part of the Do Big Things tribe. All right. We want to thank our sponsors. First of all, Exoskin. They make a full range of apparel from hats to socks and everything in between. Exoskin is the only seamless athletic apparel brand that is made in the U.S. 
Their stuff is pretty awesome at providing protection from chafing blisters, hot spots, and odor. If you're into anything outdoors, you've got to check them out. Their shorts, socks, shirts, and hats have been through the most challenging races in the world, and they stand behind their products with a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you wear it and you're not convinced, send it back for a full refund. So you have nothing to lose. Check them out, exoskin.us. Use our promo code, capital BTC, for Big Things Crewing, and that is a 15% off promo. This podcast is also brought to you by On Pace Wellness. Will Benitez is working with some of the finest athletes around, and he's helping them find even more success. Will is a certified nutritionist, and he knows what's up when we're talking about diet and nutrition. If you want to take your game to the next level, contact On Pace Wellness. Maybe you're not an elite athlete, and you just want to be healthier and feel better. Maybe you just need a little guidance. Contact On Pace Wellness. Mention this podcast, and he's going to give you a 10% discount and get you properly tuned up. Last but not least, this podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Brewing, the finest non-alcoholic craft beer on the market. Have yourself a tasty beer or two without all the negative side effects. You can have one in the middle of the day, not worry about driving. You can have a couple at night and not have to worry about feeling groggy in the morning. There is no hangover with this stuff because there is no alcohol. Check out athleticbrewing.com and use my discount code McRobertsA20, all caps, for 20% off the best NA beer around. Buy two six-packs or more, and you don't have to worry about shipping costs. Enjoy the taste without the hangover. I'm going to leave you guys with a quote uh, by one of my favorite authors, Henry Miller. He says, I see myself forever and ever as the ridiculous person, the lonely soul, the wanderer, the restless, frustrated artist, the person in love with love, always in search of the absolute, always seeking the unattainable. Remember, you guys, life is short. Do big things. Pedro, take us for a run.